I feel like, am I prioritising my career over my kids? I know my kids are my priority, but we can't help but feel that sometimes maybe they're not. Hello and welcome to the Parenthood Pod. I'm your host, Leonia Kidanor, and every week I will bring you conversations that aim to smash the stigma on struggles we face as parents. This segment is Real Talk, where Liv and I discuss the trials and tribulations of being Melbourne mums to toddler boys. Let's begin. Welcome to the show. Real, real, real Talk. Liv, so good to be with you again this week. What's what's happening? Oh, plenty. Nice to be back. I've been in Brizzy all week working, actually, and it was so oh. nice. I probably only needed to go for one day, but I ended up staying two or three <laughs> just so I could lie in the bath and you know, watch Netflix and not have to do the bed bath bed routine. Oh my gosh. Don't so tell Mark. Good. Don't tell so Mark. Lux. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. I mean, I work my, yeah. I work my butt off when I'm up there, yeah. but getting back to the hotel room and saying no to the dinner and just having time to yourself. Oh, bliss. Priceless. So yeah, that, that's the highlight of my week. Oh my gosh. I love that. And often, you know, um, and how much it's uh, that great feeling of feeling refreshed when you're back with your family, you know, like you're kind of like, oh, I needed that. I can be my best mum self, you know, at home, good family dynamic, you know, when you've had a little bit of a break. So I think, you know, own it. Yeah. I miss them. Yes. Oh my God. I, yeah. yeah. I really yeah. did miss yeah. them. So that was nice to oh. feel because I wasn't yeah. missing them. When I was going on the plane up there, I was like, see adios. you later. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, oh, we had a, um, yeah. a similar experience. Only last week we went to Bray, which for those listening is a restaurant in the country. Um, it's actually, yeah, sort of like a fine dining experience and they've got accommodation there too. So we stayed there for the night and um, did the lo- long lunch um, with the, you know, wine match and all that. And so had a few vinos and then um, stayed the night and it was just so lovely to wake up in the morning at, on your own accord yeah. and not to a screaming child or demanding yelling from the other yeah. room. Yeah. Like how good, right? <laughs> so good to not run a marathon before 8am in the morning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not be so nice. And you've got to do it. It's self-care. It's oh. self-care and it's so important for, you know, obviously when you're doing it with your partner, just important for the relationship too. And you're, you know, you and Jules are fantastic at doing that. Oh. I feel like I could probably do more. Oh, it's hard though. Like, I go it? by myself. Like, yeah. <laughs> I leave Mark with the kids. Also self-care. So uh, self-care. Yeah. Exactly. No, I love it. Sane-minded. That's what I got to do. Exactly. Oh. Absolutely. Um, so today's topic, we're continuing on from our last episode with the dad caller uh, who called in and we had a bit of a conversation around changing friendships uh, after having children. And the second part of his conversation um, and call in, I'm going to play right now probably the second quick topic is around careers you know now that you're a newish parent you know you've been treading water for the last few years just try to cope with uh, having a newborn and the career path just keeping status quo not being aggressive and trying to pursue new opportunities um i personally dialed it back a little bit but that being said now i have a better routine with with the baby it's almost to the point where you know that side of the fence is a bit more settled and now you can really focus on the career. Mercedes, my wife, has got herself a new job, started a new company recently as well, so that's really inspirational and it's really uh, exciting. But because of the new life situation as a parent, that's something that's taken 
a little bit of backseat, but it's all happy days because uh, you've got your little one to, to come home to and, and play around. So thanks for listening. So basically this particular topic, I thought it would be really cool to explore with you further, Liv. Like are our careers put on hold to some extent once we have a child? Like what's, what was your experience? I mean, my personal experience is that my career hasn't been put on hold, but that's because I've made really deliberate decisions to continue to work full-time and hire in the biggest village of support I possibly could get to be able to do that. Like, I feel that I made a really deliberate decision to continue working, right? Like, to prioritise both being a mum but also my career because I love my job and that was really important to me to maintain, I think. I never not, I never thought that I would not work um, because I know how important that is to my overall well-being and happiness and, you know, had Tommy and, you know, was off for nine months working really hard as a mum <laughs> because yes. being a mum... And, you know, a parental caregiver has got to be one of the the toughest jobs. Um, Mm -hmm. And it is equally tough when you decide to be a parental caregiver and, you know, be a paid employee of a business too. So lots of things that you have to sacrifice if you are, Mm. yeah, determined to keep pushing ahead in your career because I think we've spoken about a number of times on the pod now. Mm. It ain't easy. Uh, and that's certainly been my learning if we're, you know, the boys, you know, Tommy's three and a half now, the last three and a half years have certainly been the toughest. Uh, it's a true test of your grit and your determination and probably your commitment. And, you know, there are multiple, you know, I don't have to keep working, right? Like I could reduce from full time to three days if I wanted, but I found that doing my job in three days, um, was not good for my wellbeing because I was really stressed and, not a happy person. Mm. So the better decision for me was funnily enough to increase to five days um, and have the, have the boys in more care. But the mum guilt that goes along with that really cripples me some days because yeah, I feel like am I prioritizing my career over my kids? I know my kids are my priority, but we can't help but feel that sometimes maybe they're not yeah, you know, and I catch myself when, you know, Harry or Tommy's sick and I'm thinking, why today? I've got such an important meeting and I'm just looking for the easiest way to handball them. Who can I hand them to handball them to? And, you know, you, you got to, yeah, I have to give myself a bit of a reality check from time to time around, yeah, what's most important here, going to do that presentation or the health of my kids, like, come on. Mm. So it's a journey. We all do it, though. Uh, do you know what? We all do it. And they're talking about the mum guilt. So for me, I very much resonate with that. I, for example, at the moment, my parents usually have the kids, uh, little Noah and Charlie, on a Tuesday. They've been in Europe uh, for the last couple of months. So mm. we're, we're basically, I put them in uh, daycare, both in daycare on that day. So little Noah attends a school um, up the road and does the early learning yeah. program with them, um, but has Tuesdays off. And Charlie usually does the four days at daycare. They're both doing five days now in total mm. of, um, mm. and 
there was that factor of, oh, I probably could look after them on a Tuesday. Like, yes, it would be stressful. Yes, I would still get um, phone calls. Yes, I'd be still competing with my job, but I've got a bit of flexibility with the work that I do. I could technically work from home. However, that's not the best thing for my mental well-being. And don't get me yeah. wrong, the daycare option ain't a cheap one, like no, 150 yeah. bucks for yeah. uh, for each child times, you know, that's yeah. $300 yeah. that, you know, but yeah. that was what we needed to do for my well-being as well. Because mm. I just, I actually am scared to have them both at home on my own. <laughs> mm. Mm. It's a lot Well, that's what I had work. been doing, having them both at home. You know, I'm so mm. lucky to have a really flexible employer and, you know, they were okay with me having both the boys at home because they know that I do well above <laughs> my contracted hours. But yeah. I was just so stressed because things pop up in your day. And, yep. you know, to have both the kids, you know, Tom, Tommy's like, Mummy, my next YouTube. And I'm like, okay, this is the only day you're allowed YouTube. But, you know, yeah. coming into meetings and just... Bloody yeah. chaos. It was too much. I'd get to five o'clock and I'd be in the mm. fetal position, just, oh, I yeah. can't do this. And that would create tension yeah. in Mark and, mm. yeah, you know, our relationship. Cause I was like, why is yep. this on me? Like, I feel like, again, I'm the primary caregiver and the waiting, even yes. though I know in reality it's very balanced. On those days, mm. it just felt so out of whack and I blamed him. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It's it, like, you know, hence for why they 300 bucks or, yeah, well, actually, though, and for whatever that costs, it's worth that, yeah. for, you know, and everyone yeah. has different circumstances, but for, you know, for yourself or for me, it's just worth that to be able to do my job in yeah. peace, think clearly, because let's be real, we don't think clearly when there are kids around. Like, yeah. it's so tough. I want to hear about how you felt. You said that your job keeps you sane. So during those nine months of maternity leave for Tommy, your first was nine months, wasn't yeah. it, that you took, yeah. took off? Or? Yeah, nine months. Yeah, nine months for Tommy. Yeah. How did you feel mentally? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I really probably enjoyed the first six months. I, yeah, I loved being a mum and in the newborn bubble and it was pre-COVID, so I had a fantastic mums group and we were doing really fun things. But probably at the six-month mark, I was really starting, yeah, I was ready to go back. Having said that, I was always on my emails because I'm a bit of a control freak. And yeah, Sorry, team. They know that. <laughs> like, go away, Liv. Yeah. Like, honestly, we, we got this. And they did. They did have it. And I probably should have enjoyed it more. In fact, I wish now I had only three months with Harry. I should have taken longer. I really, really think that now. Did you take three months only? So three, well, I, yeah, I went back two days after three months when Harry was three months old. And I thought that that would be really doable. But two days became three days, became four Mm. days very, very quickly. So I was probably four days by the time he was maybe five or six months old. So, you know, I've got those fond memories Mm. of expressing in the wellness room in work and one of my junior lawyers walked in and you should have seen his face. I'll never forget (gasps) it. Oh, Bless his cotton socks. He's never looked at me the same way. That is for sure. I don't know how much he saw, but he was just, yeah, I walk down the corridor now and he practically turns and walks the other way. Shout out. Uh, The things you got to do. Life experiences for him too. Young young guy, young guy. I hadn't seen that before. It's normal. It's very natural. Very natural. Very natural. That's it. Totally. But yeah, I was, I was, how did I feel? I was ready to get back to work. I was ready to do it, which is why I knew for Harry that, yeah, it would be a shorter period. I was probably perhaps a little bit too silly um, Mm. because it's just made, you know, Harry's 18 months now. I'm just exhausted. I think because, yeah, having two kids is full on and having a big job is full on and 
you just have to work out what's going to give, yeah. don't you? A hundred percent. So do you, did you did you ever feel as though, okay, me having a child and taking time off is going to really prohibit me from moving forward in my career? Did you ever have those thoughts? I, I, I would hate to admit it, but I think that maybe subconsciously mm. that, plays into my mind. I'm very ambitious. Mm. Um, with Harry, I was actually promoted when I was eight months pregnant. So that's probably another reason I went back because I felt like I had something to prove. Not that anyone in my organization encouraged that. In fact, our female CFO at the time said to me, Liv, what are you doing? You're going to regret this. Mm. (laughs) She's like my mum. Every, every time she says something, it's ended up being true, right? Um, But, yeah, perhaps a little bit of that played in, but I'm a big girl and I knew what I was doing mm. and I and I wanted to do it. Uh, and I'm, you know, like so many, whatever our generation is, there's so many different names, these millennials. We're a Gen yeah. Y and now millennial, yeah. I believe. We're just in a hurry. <laughs> We're in a constant hurry. Mm. Um, so, but, you know, I've got girlfriends who have stepped out of the workforce. One of them has stepped out of the workforce for five years. Has her career suffered? Absolutely not. She made the decisions, she made her decision to be the parental caregiver for her two babies for the five years and raise them and she has now just stepped back into the workforce in a really great role. She's no worse off. So I think Mm. that's my reflection now around you just have to be so deliberate around what you value and what's important to you and if you... If your career is important to you, well, good on your sister, girlfriend, you can do it. And it's hard and you have to pull, mm. you know, outsource a whole heap of stuff to make it work. But also, mm. and, but also, yeah, if you wish to be that parental caregiver at home and have that wonderful time with your babies, then good on you. And, you know, society's got to change, I reckon, mm. just around our views on that role of a stay-at-home mum. A hundred percent. The hardest job in the world. Mm. Yeah. Hardest job. Mm. I mean, gosh, give me my career any, any day over. As I said, I've chosen my career. I mean, you know, a bit of mum guilt involved there, but over having the kids together on a mm. Tuesday, um, I, need, I need the support and I'm just going to own that. I wonder as well, do you think, so this caller was talking about the fact that his wife was actually gunning it with her career, which is fantastic, and he felt as though he has taken the back seat a little bit and just kind of treading water um, as they sort of try to, you know, handle this new dynamic having a child involved. Yeah. So um, do you think the other person, like what's your it's reflection? A great question. Do you think, for example, Mark has had to, yeah, pull back a bit because you've sworn, you know, gone for, uh, forward? What do you think? It's just a balance. Like I think you can both, Mm. it actually doesn't matter what your job is, even if uh, I don't think it matters the responsibility or how much you're paid or how big the job is. If both parents are working Mm. and that is their commitment between a certain amount of hours, then they're working and the kids have to, there has to be plans put in place for them. Um, Mm. so, you know, has his role changed? No, you know, he's doing the exact same role that he was doing three years ago, let alone five years ago, let alone today. Uh, we just have to build in flexibility, right? So again, we're so lucky our generation, Mm. I mean, I mean, COVID horrible, let's not go back there, but you know, what that has meant for parents in the workplace now that 
we can work from home two or three days and get them earlier from childhood, as yeah. we've spoken about previously. Like, that's been a game changer. Yeah. Maybe if we didn't have that flexibility, yes. I do think that we would have had to be more deliberate around perhaps, you know, did we both have to work four days, as an example, or do a nine-day fortnight mm. or... Um, you know, if I didn't have my mum, if I didn't have a cleaner, like these things are all yeah. everything that you put in place to be able to do the thing that you want to do, right? Mm. Um, mm. What about you? You know, yeah. how do you juggle it? Yeah, look, I think... I think so. Um, for context, for those listening, I'm a, in property development, and um, that means we sort of start our day quite early. Like I'm up quite early anyway, but by about seven o'clock, everyone's on the construction site. So you know, my phone's ringing right from seven. But by about three, which works in quite well with the school hours, um, uh, everyone's kind of it goes quiet again, which is great. I do think though that. I have had to be more flexible. And I don't know if that's because of the nature of my work. I work for a family business and I'm sort of my own boss in a Mm. way. I guess my dad is technically my big boss, but (laughs) he's quite hands off as far as how I spend my time. Mm. And so if I said, I'm going to get your, you know, grandson from school early because this happened, he would be like, go run. So I'm very, very fortunate to have that and have that level of flexibility. And my husband, Jules, he works in more of a corporate environment, um, similarly to yourself, Liv. And so for that and also has um, quite a senior role there and so and has a team and all of that. So it's a lot harder for him to do the pickup from daycare when mm. someone so's banged his head against the wall <laughs> and has to come home. And it's a lot harder to take that day off work because we've got gastro and someone has to be home with the kids. So I it does tend to fall on me a fair bit. Mm. Um, and I think I don't think it's held me back in my career. I think it's just escalated the pressure I put on myself because I have such a high expectation of what I should be producing every day and my outputs. My outputs are everything and I hate to say that because I'd love to think that I unconditionally love myself and me just existing and sitting there is like sufficient. But Mm. unfortunately, if I've not done all of the things during the day, I feel like a failure. And that's something, it's a personal development thing I'm working working on, but it means I run really hot and I do a million things. And so if I have to care for my child because they're home early from daycare, I'm still like, great. Well, I still have to complete everything in my workday, even though I've got a child. And if I don't, then I'm angry at myself, even though no one else in the workplace cares. It's all the pressure I put on myself. I don't know. Can you resonate with that at all? Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about Mark and I both in corporate environments, right? So one of the boys is sick we almost have to who's drawing the shortest straw to stay at home. And, you know, it's a real triggering thing. I do find being the mother, being the primary caregiver, Mm -hmm. it probably tends to fall to me a little bit more. But Mark is so aware that I am Mm -hmm. so triggered by this. And he's an amazing Mm -hmm. dad and really hands-on. But, yeah, we have to just catch ourselves and just be really clearly communicating in terms of what I've got on this week, you know, if on Sunday night. Yeah. Yeah, you you remember me telling you a couple of weeks ago when I looked at Harry's bum on a Sunday afternoon and realised that he had hand, foot and mouth after all of this illness that there was just no, that was my breaking point. I totally broke at that point and Mm. our only... (laughs) was to get out of Melbourne because we both couldn't have taken leave that week. So we were lucky to flee, mm. you know, flee. So you just got to do what you, mm. you got to do. Um, 
but and yeah, try and make it work. But I think it's an interesting thing. You know, I feel guilt like every time I'm at home mm. sick with sick kids, the impact that has on my team. Mm. You know, was you know, I feel the mm. guilt around. Well, I might be able, I'll only be able to get to the two out of the three things. That means that third thing is probably going to be pushed on to one of my team, and then it impacts mm. them. Like that's, I think, a really hard thing. And tell you, this winter, I, I'm sure there are parents out there that have probably had more than ten days of carers' leave. You know, that's an impact. There's guilt. Mm. There's stress. Does that affect your career? I don't know. Like, I mean, you know, as you're all aware, I'm a HR mm. practitioner. Certainly wouldn't in our firm, but I think it does it, it does affect your output, right? If you're not there to do the work and your team yeah. is also busy, it will affect output. Yeah. But, yeah, you got to really think about the flow mm. on. It's a really hard thing. That is mum life. Oh, that is dad 100%, life. Parent life. 100%. Parent life, isn't it? Honestly. I mean, again, like, you know, the fact that you are, you know, so for those listening, uh, Liv heads up a HR firm at, in a... Had, Hey, he, I wish I had up, up a HR. Uh, HR. I know. <laughs> One She's day. just like the founder of her own. No, I'm just making One things day. up. No. Tashella Pan, listen up. HR at a law firm. So, yeah, and so obviously HR is your jam. Do you, have you in the past um, had people come to you perhaps, you know, because of their qualms of being parents and the realities of that with any struggles that, you know, that come to mind? I actually get more expectant parents or, yeah, young women who are thinking about starting a family who will ask, Mm. can you do it all? Can you have it all? And I say, no, you can't have it all or you can't have it all, all, right? Like you can have it all. You can have a career and be a working mum and have a gorgeous family and feel really present. But in terms of what your definition of all is, that that's what you've got to really understand and really go into it with your eyes open around what support you're going to need, what support exists and what are your boundaries? Like that's certainly something that I'm starting to put more into place now around when I get home at 6.30, like I should not be on my phone until those kids are asleep. Like I was finding that I'd get home and I'd be straight into my office, you know, finishing off those last few emails. That's now, like you just have to get strict with yourself. But, yeah, in terms of our workplace, yeah, it's certainly about, yeah, what what should I be thinking, doing? You know, we certainly, yeah, are very flexible and really try and work with our mums. I'm sure there's so much more that we could be doing. We're looking at a couple of products at the moment which help caregivers in general, whether you're a care of children or a care of elderly parents or uh, a child with a disability or a family member with a disability, you know, really understanding caregiving as a greater concept and understanding how you can support people so that they do feel like they can have it all Um, and, yeah, build a workplace culture where it's about trust and that's certainly what we uh, do at our firm. That's what it's, yeah, got to be built on. Mm. Well, at the end of the day as well, people want to feel valued and understood. And as an employer, I mean, as you know, it's it's so expensive to hire new staff. And in this environment today, it's hard to even get, you know, good staff because there's, you know, there's a huge demand for resources and not much international, um, you know, not many internationals coming in. So you want to be looking after your people, right? And I think this is where businesses are going. It's Bi- so important. Yeah, businesses have got to be more open to job shares and have got to be open to compressed hours or just trusting that, you know, you can work whenever you can work. You know, that's certainly how I work, that Mm -hmm. if I leave at 3.30, well, 
that's because my business knows that I'll probably be online later after I've, you know, been there um, for the kids. And I want everyone in my business to have access to that. It shouldn't just be, yeah, certain people. Uh, I really want to shift the culture around what's possible. Because uh, certainly, you know, in the yes. 15 years that we've been in the workforce, 15 plus years we've been in the workforce now, it's really, yeah, progressing mm. now, which is really fantastic. But there's certainly a lot mm. of sectors, health, education, that probably, you know, female-dominated uh, industries that probably need to be a lot more flexible with mm. how they structure their hours and, yeah, work-type setups. Anyway, that's a whole another podcast. It's very podcast for another day. To, but <laughs> <laughs> it is hard to shift culture, right? Like, and if it's not coming from the top down, then it's very difficult to shift. I mean, what comes to mind for me is I used to work at Ernst and Young in management consulting, and I worked there for about four years. Um, and particularly when I was like, you know, the first year, like little, you know, workhorse, I would stay there at the client's office till midnight just for FaceTime, so that you know my boss yeah. who was sitting next to me didn't feel like. I was being, you know, weak by leaving early because I was exhausted because I'd been sitting there since eight in the morning. How dare I leave before him, right? So, and then like, so I've had experiences like that where you just go, I don't think that would fly. At, I hope that wouldn't fly. It doesn't as much fly. There's days, actually legislation was, that's been put in place now right. and, yeah. you know, some real yeah. understanding around psychosocial stuff, which is around, yeah, the impact of doing yeah. those sorts of hours. Uh, yeah, yeah, where it has, yeah, really negative detriment, you know, in some cases, you know, significant mental health, um, yeah, it's yep. now a liability for businesses, uh, which is fantastic. Oh. And, yeah, yes. we've got to shift and businesses are shifting from a culture of presenteeism. Mm. But, you know, that is very typical of, yeah, mm. for even five yeah. years ago in a lot of professional services businesses yeah. where you weren't working yeah. uh, unless you were sitting at your desk at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock or midnight. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And if, yeah. Yeah, if the partner's there, you got to be there. Thank You're God that's there. gone. That's right. Yeah. Like that. Oh, honestly. And I, it, what brings, it comes to mind as well is I used to, as you know, um, I used to date an investment banker and they work such ridiculous mm. hours. He mm. would come in at like two in the morning and leave again by seven to hit the gym and then go straight to the office. Mm. And I'm like, wow, like that, those, that culture of sitting at your desk mm. and just be, and it's just the FaceTime. So you look mm. like, I was like, there's no way you're that productive for that many hours till two o'clock in the morning from Monday to oh, Thursday. God, Cause Friday, man. he'd usually knock off early enough for Friday night drinks. But I'm like, dude, like, how is that productive? And I think it's going to be really difficult to shift a culture like that, but hopefully we're seeing more of that. Governments governments had to intervene. I mean, some of those industries will be very, very slow to change, but certainly taking care of particularly graduates or early career employees who Mm. perhaps haven't you know, they haven't been able to say no. Well, now, yeah, government has made it a lot easier um, to, well, they're supporting those people now, which is fortunate and important. It's so important. And the one thing that actually came to mind as you were talking about boundaries was I read Michelle Obama's book. Um, It's amazing, by the way. I can't remember the name of it, Um, but Google it. It's her own book. Uh, The only book I think she's written. Anyway, it's kind of a memoir. It's called Becoming. Um, I'm just looking at it on my bookshelf. (laughs) Oh, Excellent. It's becoming. Okay. I freaking loved that book. I yeah, love her. But the one thing she mentioned in the book was um, they were, she was trying to tailor the kids' schedule and when they were going to eat dinner and stuff based.
based on when, you know, Obama would come home and she was getting so frustrated by that. And she was just kind of like, I can't. And she got to a point where she's like, I can't keep my children up mm. and have them eat dinner so late because you got held up at this meeting. I mean, this guy's like, you know, how's that for big jobs, right? So she was just like, you know what, from now on, I am going to, at 6.30, I'm, the kids are sitting at the table, yeah. we're eating. If you want to be there, great. If you can't be there, yeah. great. But that is what we're doing. You And she goes, what was interesting was he would make it home by 6.30 because yeah. he knew he'd yeah. miss the window of seeing his children if he didn't attend. And so I implemented that at home because I was finding yeah. that I was so sick. It was such a resentment piece for me because I'm home from 3, 4 o'clock mm. onwards. By the time it's 7 o'clock at night, I'm like, God, like my day is ended and then Jules would stroll in the door and or whatever it looked like. And I was like, nah, from now on, 6.30, that's what it is. I'm eating my dinner with the kids at 6.30. If you want to be there, great. If you don't want to be there, great. Yeah. And he has been, yeah. he's able to make that yeah. work. So I thought that was a good hot tip great for those tip. listening as great well. Great tip. Great tip. You've just got to work out, mm. yeah, what those things are for your family um, that make you feel yeah. like you are achieving the balance and prioritizing prioritizing both if that's what you choose to do. Mm. And I think we just have to be, yeah, a lot more supportive of, yeah, whatever people's decision is around career or raising children or both. Yeah. Absolutely, because they're both, you know, in themselves a job, right? Michelle was like, yes, I was predominantly looking after our children, but you've got to respect that that's my job. And so if you don't want to be present at this time, I've got to continue on with my job of looking after our children. So this Mm. is what it's going to be. So Mm. for those staying at home and, as you said, for those working, like, I mean, all power to you. But, yeah, it certainly can be a point of contention. To this caller um, who called in, you know, I I feel you. I think always there's going to be such a... shift in dynamics when um, children come to play and particularly when you have another one or another one, you know, like it's um, it's just a, a, a shift again. But um, but I guess know that you're not alone. We're all going through it as well. <laughs> and don't be too hard on yourself, I yeah. guess, would be my final piece of guidance. Yeah. We're doing the best we can. How many times have I said that too? Like I still catch myself oh, yeah. a ha- handful of times every week if I arrive at the office at 9.30 and that's yeah. the best that I could do, me just saying to myself and being kinder to myself that I'm doing the best I can has made everything just seem a lot more achievable. Um, And, you know, happy kids, happy mum, happy family. Yeah, I love that. Such a good reminder. Totally. All right, guys, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, leave us a review and share it with your friends. Want to contribute to the conversation? Hit us up on Instagram at Parenthood Pod and join our Facebook group. Next week on the show. My almost two and a half year old is keeping me up literally and figuratively. Since transitioning to a big boy bed, he wakes up multiple times during the night screaming and crying and also wakes up to start his mornings as early as 4 a.m. Thanks for listening. The Parenthood Podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we produce on, the land of the Wurundjeri people. We pay respect to their elders, past, present and emerging.